0: Welcome to Health Fail, where we explore failure in healthcare from the highly publicized to the never-before-told stories of failures that have birthed healthcare
1: transformation and innovation. On this episode of Health Fail, we sit down with Dr. Razu Shrestha to discuss how failure throughout his life and career has led to success in his present role as Chief Strategy Officer and Executive Vice President at Atrium Health. I'm your host, Zach Jiwa, and I'm co-host Stephen Keperth, and we hope you enjoy this episode of Health Fail.
0: So, thank you for joining us today. We're here at South by Southwest. We're kind of moving fast through a lot of noise, but we wanted to sit down and and grab some time to talk about failure, as you've had plenty of it, I'm sure you can talk about. um, (laughs) You bet. have Have we all. (laughs) all? Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Some care to admit it, others don't, but I'm glad we're talking about it.
0: Yeah. So um, let's start here. Um, I'm always curious to know someone of, of your stature and, and, and someone that's, uh, you know, has accelerated so high in their career. You've had to, had a few, had to have had a few failures. Um, and so I just wanted to hear from you about how you've experienced failure in your career. And, you know, talk about how that's catapulted to success.
2: You know, I always talk about failure as a gift and and a lot of people have that attitude, which is refreshing. Um, But the way that I look at failure really is, it truly is a gift and the other way that I also look at it is that if you don't embrace your failures, then you've essentially failed twice. Mm, The first time Mm, is when you've failed and the second time is when you've failed to actually unbox this gift, the present, that is the failure. And, that is, um, and that's, that's a perspective that I've truly embraced throughout my career in everything that I've done, whether it's going to med school, going to, um, you know, get trained in radiology, informatics, business school, you know, throughout some of the startup things that I did way back when. And throughout, you know, everything else that I've done across my career, failure has been with me through and through. It's been what has defined who I am today. It has been what has refined me into who I am today, and in many ways, it's what I hope is going to catapult not just me, but really all of us together into the next leap forward. Right. I love what you
0: just said. Failure, you know, failure is okay to fail twice. is is not okay. It's it's almost like that saying that saying you know, fool me once, shame on me fool me twice shame on you or i guess i got it backwards but (laughs) that's right we're allowed to fail yeah i just failed (laughs) we we did it um can you so you mentioned startups which i think is funny i've I've done a couple of startups and and certainly can talk about failure all day long can you think of a specific case where it was such a painful um learning experience that you that you
2: you know you know not to go back there well i'm not sure that it's a matter of not knowing to go back there. It's also really a matter of, because failure doesn't necessarily mean that you suck. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does, but it, it doesn't always, right? So oftentimes, as you know, in the startup world, it's all about timing, it's all about you know, teams, it's all about the moment that you're in, the journey that you're in, or the folks that you're speaking to that might support it, the market dynamics, the, the, the industry the technological parameters that you're pulling in, there are so many different components that contribute to that word failure, right? right? So failure doesn't always mean that you suck. So um, as an example, about 20 years ago, um, I was involved uh, with a startup and the startup really was one that pulled together the first of its kind web-based integrated EMR PACS electronic medical record yeah. system picture archiving and communication system and i it was i think a tremendous success i think it was it it, it blazed the trail for a lot of things that we have today but it was a little ahead of its time. It was before integrated and web-based were the buzzwords that it is today. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it gave me so much in it being a platform for me to build everything else that uh, I'm looking through the lens of today. So, yeah. Sure. So, uh,
1: quick question here. One of the things that we talked about recently was transparency and failure. Obviously, the podcast is a little bit different, right? You don't have many podcasts talking about the bad side. But I think by being transparent with our failures, we build trust, right, with our stakeholders. So can you talk a little bit about how you've been able to be transparent, not just with, you know, when you've had a success, but
2: also when you've had a failure. Sure. Yeah, that's really important and it's a great point. Now if you think about it, we're we're in the healthcare industry and I'm mm-hmm. a clinician by background and failure. You know, uh, connotes mm-hmm. oftentimes really bad outcomes, oftentimes death. And that's not a thing that we strive for in healthcare. So failure is something that we have an allergic reaction to. It's like immediately you have a knee jerk reaction to, oh my goodness, that's not what, what we're about. Uh, but oftentimes, you know, what happens in healthcare is you try your utmost best, and we try that all the time, hopefully. But oftentimes it doesn't lead to success. It leads to outcomes that were suboptimal. And oftentimes, you know, you end up with. The undesired outcomes, right? It could be death. It could be someone gets worse off from a certain protocol that you put in place, a medication protocol, a treatment protocol, a care pathway, etc. But in that realm of where failure is such a bad and gloomy thing in healthcare, we need to create a culture where failing and failing fast is actually celebrated. Not just tolerated, but celebrated, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's essentially what I've been trying to do throughout my career in the multiple different ways that I've tried to build this culture of innovation, build this culture of entrepreneurship, build this culture of working with clinicians and entrepreneurs and startups and ecosystems and investors. And because what you have to do really, and the way you go about doing this and creating transparency to your point, is first and foremost really create a safe space for you to experiment and for you to fail. Yeah. Because you know, failing in an operating room versus failing in this safe space that I'm defining is very, very different, right? So I think it's important for you to create that safe space very quickly. The other thing I think it's really important for you to do is to make sure that you start creating this culture of pushing people to be a lot more open, the processes, the tools, the capabilities, but even how you use the language to talk about failure and how you then really incentivize People to talk about failure. I've had instances where I've actually let people go for not talking openly about really? their failures, and I've promoted people for talking openly about their failures. And I think it's that level of transparency that you really have to breed if you're serious about embracing failure as a gift.
1: No, well, I, I love that. And one thing that that sparked in me when you were talking was. So the topic of physician burnout, because you talked about physicians holding themselves to a higher standard in terms of failing, which which as many should, but I think it sometimes puts them on a pedestal, which we're all human, right? So how do you kind of navigate that as a physician to, to be honest and open and talk about the struggles, you know?
2: Yeah. So I, first of all, it's not just physician burnout. I, I look at it through the lens of clinician Absolutely. burnout. Absolutely. Because you know, nurses have as much burnout, uh, and they're right at the front lines, and they're, in many, many times, just taking the brunt of the pressures for us physicians, and trying to make us look good, and trying to find those shortcuts, and they're, they're getting burned out too. So, in, in that realm, you know, when we're really navigating through failure, and, and it, it, it becomes really personal, because you know, we put in everything that we've got to succeed in the care of those patients that we're, we're caring for, then becomes personal. right? Um, and, and in many ways, you know, we've, we've tried to teach ourselves the specifics of, you know, how you put everything, your heart, mind, and soul into caring for your patients, leveraging the power of technology, leveraging in everything that you've been taught through med school. But when you hit those failure points, it it that it, it can become tough, so this burnout thing is real, um, and I think what we need to do really is a number of things one really quickly one, we need to call it out. Right? we need to identify the fact that burnout is happening. Secondly, I think it's really important for us to measure it right because if you don't measure it, then you 're not really addressing the, the problem you're not you don't know if you're succeeding in trying to reduce instances of burnout and thirdly. I think it's really important to leverage the power of technology and workflow redesign and innovation to nip it in the bud, to really address some of the core issues that are causing burnout in the first place. And then the wraparound to all of this really is to conversely sort of promote resiliency. Uh, promote the joys in practicing medicine right and and that really should be the goal
0: so i love that you've gone somewhere that we actually want everyone to go in this podcast which is to be a little bit vulnerable and i have we want to be respectful of your time i know you have other places to be here but i'm gonna i'm gonna throw two kind of two questions in one um because it does get to the it does get to the personal um so talk to us a little bit about how maybe childhood or early adulthood, how you learned to fail and how you learned that it was okay to fail and what that would look like as you journeyed through life. But also, you have two young boys, and so you're teaching them, you're imparting wisdom on them as, as they grow up. Uh, talk about how you're teaching them that it's okay to fail and what you're saying to them.
2: That's a deep question, man. I know, I know. <laughs> let's, I let's get know. to the heart. How long week. <laughs> all right. Well, no, but great questions because at the end of the day, the way that you live your life, you know, is reflective of every, everything that you've experienced throughout the journey that life is all about. Right? And that's how I look at things is life really is a journey. I mean, they talk about how it's not a destination. It's a journey. It truly is. And one of the things I always talk to to my boys, to my two beautiful boys, is how it's important to be grounded, it's important to make sure that you're connected to your roots, to understand who it is that you are, where it is that you've come from. Uh, and, And for me, you know, I've had the privilege, I should say, of having lived in multiple, not just cities, but countries and continents, having experienced different cultures, having had the privilege of really um gone through so much in that journey that i was describing earlier and in that journey i've seen it all in i wouldn't say i've seen it all but i've seen (laughs) a lot in terms of um what hardship really looks like Um, i've I've seen a lot in terms of uh, what perseverance and endurance um should look like remind me where did you grow up Um, So I was born in Kathmandu, Nepal. I grew up in Southeast Asia, uh, Brunei, Malaysia, Singapore, that part of the world. Um, And
0: so you've seen poverty, you've seen disparity, you've seen things that most of us haven't seen,
2: right? Well, yeah, I I think it's out there. We just have to open our eyes. Um, But, you know, it's also a matter of, you know, how much you're immersed and soaked into it and and, and all of that. So there's a lot of failure out there. Um, And like I said earlier, you know, this... This abject failure, there, there are different grades of failure, but oftentimes failure, you know, is not a result of something bad that you did. It's, It's oftentimes a result of life circumstances and just, you know, where it is that you are. So it's important to understand that it's a journey. And that's what I tell my boys, that it really is a journey. But at the same time, it's important for you to be connected to your roots, to understand where you've come from and to be grounded. Because it doesn't matter where you go, what you become in life, you gotta maximize your potential, you be the best version of yourself that you can be, This is what I tell my boys, right, um, so whether you go become the prime minister or the president, or you become, you know, a scientist or, or a, you know, an astronaut, or, you know, you do what you want and do whoever you want to be, be the best version that you can be of yourself, but stay grounded, because that's really important, and that's and it's through those sort of lens that you have the, uh, the wherewithal to embrace failures, to take successes, to, to create a culture and, and, a, and a discipline within yourself, to take the best that this journey can offer to you.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so last question, um, and, and I think this is a, this is a short question. Um, when you find yourself in failure you maybe maybe you, you you know you're failing or you're headed toward that brick wall or maybe you've just just failed what is the you know what is the thing that you do who is the person that you call or who you know do you do you go spiritual how do you get out of that because i've been in, i've been in that funk right it's like ah completely failed and whether it's a small thing or a big thing how do you pick yourself up out of failure
2: uh, we could unbox this <laughs> in so many different ways. I mean, we could. Uh, I, I think you know, there's, there's, there's sort of a, a personal aspect to this, and there's also sort of a, a process aspect to this, if you sort of think about it more broadly in terms of teams and organizations and, and cultures. I, I think the short answer to this is that you have to be, whether it's personally yourself or the team, organization, et cetera, you have to have the capacity uh, and make the time to self-reflect. I think that's really, really critical. So I do this for teams where you have to have the ability, whether it's in scrum meetings or stand-ups, to really self-reflect and look at where it is that you are and identify those signals, right? The signal-to-noise ratio, because it's so noisy. We're all really so adamantly focused on that end goals, those, those outcomes. And oftentimes blinded to the rest of everything else that happens, but it's important to focus on those, the signal to noise ratio and look at those specific things that are pointing to what might contribute to what you've defined as failure. Right, so I think that's important, whether you're doing this as part of a project, right, Uh, or whether you're looking at it yourself and reflecting as an individual. So looking for those signals, identifying them, being self-aware of when they're popping up, and, and having the ability to then say, all right, you know, whether it's talking to yourself <laughs> or whether it's talking to a mentor or talking to your team, I think it's important to just have that reality check and, uh, and make sure that, look, if, if it is getting down the path of failure, then you identify it, you nip it in the bud, or call it a failure yeah. and then you know, build on top of it, right? move on to the next thing. But don't be afraid to kill an idea. Don't be afraid to say no. Don't don't be afraid to put it behind you. Build on it. I think
0: that's that's been my biggest challenge in life is is knowing when do you you know cut it off. When when is it done? Yeah. So listen, I really appreciate you joining us, Razuda. Thank you for the time. Um, I hope you've enjoyed South by Southwest. Thanks for coming all the way to Austin for this podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, wish you the best of luck in your new role at Atrium Health. And, uh, yeah, have a great South by Southwest. Thanks, man. Thank you. Pleasure.